Hi, and welcome to the Family Doc Keto Talk Podcast. I'm Dr. Kelly Hurlbert. And I'm Dr. Erica Noonan. Hey guys, we are doctors, but we're not your doctors. This podcast is our opinions and not meant to provide medical advice. Consult your own doctor. There's a full disclaimer at the end of the podcast and online at our website, www.familydocketotalk.com. So how's your week been, Erica? It's been pretty good, actually. Um, I tried out some more extended fasting this week. I made it a whole 42 hours, which I know is not that significant, but for me it was. Uh, I think that's pretty impressive. I myself did my first fast today and I made it 21 hours. So I think that's pretty good. And <laughs> and uh, it wasn't as hard as I thought, but uh, I'm definitely not very good at fasting is what I found out. <laughs> I actually found it to be pretty easy. I think making it through dinner without eating was the hardest part. And I actually probably could have made it a little bit longer, probably at least 48 hours because dinner I think is the hard part, but breakfast and lunch weren't that bad for me. So anyway, it was fun. I'm going to try it again, um, maybe next week and see how it goes, but it's been interesting to learn about fasting and I'm sure we will talk about it more in, in future episodes of our podcast. Yeah. I, uh, I've been reading quite a bit about it and, and how it can really help with the keto diet. And so I haven't given up on it yet, but I think I'll definitely try it again. I'm not sure I'm going to be one of those people that can go for, you know, 72 hours or something like that, but I think I could probably break my record of 21 hours. I think you totally got this next week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Next, next time I'll give an update for sure. Yeah. So guys, we're really excited to be doing our first episode of this podcast. It's basically a podcast with two doctors talking to real life people about their experiences with the keto diet. We're also going to be exploring literature about the keto diet and other healthy habits, as well as maybe reviewing some books that we have read and enjoyed about this. Yeah, Eric and I have been excited about the keto diet for quite some time. So uh, when we discussed having a podcast, I think we both thought it was a great idea to be able to get the word out to people beyond just the people we know. And so uh, I know we're both really excited to do this and help others learn about all the benefits that the keto diet uh, has. Right. It, trying to figure out how to spread this to as many people as possible. And we've just been trying to find a medium to do that. So this hopefully will be a great resource for everybody who's interested in it. So Kelly, why don't you tell us a little bit about the keto diet and what it is? Just pretty simple stuff. Yeah. So uh, how I explain it to my patients is, you know, really the bread and butter is low carb, moderate protein, high fat. And everyone always asks, well, what does that mean? You know, and, you know, a lot of times you'll see the percentage breakdown where about 70 ish percent of your diet will come from fat on the keto diet, um, about 20 to 25 percent protein and around 5 percent would be carbs. And so it's really, you know, it's a pretty simple diet once you sort of understand what carbs are and, you know, the good kind of fats that you should eat. Um, That's what shocked me so much is how easy it is for people. Right. I think it's so easy as well. So one of the things that I have to clarify frequently to patients and to people I talk to about this is what a carbohydrate is. It definitely. Right. And so I explain it very simply by saying, you know, rice, pasta, wheat, breads, and then of course the sweets, people understand sweets. But I always say, if you look at a pile of rice, you see rice, but your body sees a pile of sugar. And so I start trying to get people in that mindset that 
a piece of bread is actually a pile of sugar to your body. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, have a lot of patients say, well, I don't eat that many sweets. I said, well, what'd you have for lunch? And, you know, a sandwich, potato chips. I said, well, right there, that turns right into sugar as soon as you eat it. So even though you might not eat a lot of what you consider sweets in your diet, you actually get a lot more sugar than you ever imagined. And so the awesome part about the keto diet is that your body starts using ketones as fuel instead of using carbohydrates or sugars as fuel. And I'm sure we'll get into more details about this again in future episodes, but it's an amazing way to live and the energy and mood benefits and the clear thinking that comes along with it is unbeatable. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know I got started mostly because uh, I had a lot of patients, you know, started to do it. And I actually like to do diets. I've done a lot of diets, as, as I know you have also, Erica. And this has just been one that I really enjoyed. I thought for sure when I first read about the keto diet, there was no way I would ever be able to do such a thing because I love carbs a ton. And uh, I always tell my patients now that if I can do it, I really believe anybody could do it because I could eat carbs three meals a day and be happy, happy, happy doing that. But now it's a totally different lifestyle and it's, it's sort of shocking how much of a change it is and how different I feel from it. I started the keto diet about the same time you did. And I think we had been, well, I had been doing paleo before and felt oh, you know, pretty good on it, but did have a harder time sticking to it and started reading about the keto diet and was extremely skeptical because my background is in nutrition science. So I actually did dive into the literature and read quite a bit about it and about the health benefits. And more so I was reading to make sure it wasn't going to hurt me. And the more I read, the more enthused I was about it. And, you know, since starting it, as you've talked to most people that do this, they, it just feels great. And it's easy because the cravings are gone. Yeah. What type of benefits have you gotten from the keto diet? Well, clearly weight loss is a benefit that everybody experiences. But at this point, I'm at basically my normal adult weight and I feel amazing. And so even if I didn't lose a pound more, I would probably continue to eat this way because I feel so good. One thing. Right. Yeah. My husband tries it a little. He does it a little bit. He tinkers with it. And the one thing he's always said is you don't realize how bad you feel until you feel good. Exactly. And so now that I feel good, I realize, wow, I had been feeling bad for a long time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, you know, for me, also the weight loss, um, I think most people on the keto diet, that would probably be their number one reason or the benefits that they have from it. But my number two benefit is actually something I never would have thought about before I started the keto diet. Um, I've had two back surgeries and I always tell people I never have back pain until I have back surgery. And so I had those in 2012 and ever since then, you know, I have a, a painful back every day. And since starting the keto diet, I would say that it's probably about 50% less painful, just not as achy and stuff. And I'm assuming it's from not eating all these inflammatory foods, like the grains that I was eating a lot of. Totally. I don't know if you remember this, Kelly, but I was having a ton of joint pain after having my last baby. And I had actually done an extensive workup and couldn't find anything wrong. And it's completely gone at this point. Yeah, Um, that's amazing. Which was awesome. So so what are your more long-term goals with this lifestyle? And we keep referring to it as a diet, but I kind of like to use the term lifestyle because there's so many more aspects um, besides just right. diet that I'd like to get into, but what are your long-term goals? Yeah, I, I think for me, most of my long-term goals um, deal with long-term health issues. 
you know, I come from a family history, very strong with diabetes, heart attacks, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Um, I mean, I know you, Erica, have been on the other end of a text from me saying, oh, my blood pressure is super high. You know, it's crazy. And I've always had borderline cholesterol in my adult life. And uh, since starting the keto diet, my blood pressure, I mean, I checked it the other day and it looks great. I mean, I that's the one thing that's great. You know, my cholesterol is doing wonderful. And so for me, just knowing what my family history is medically, my long-term goals are trying to avoid those diseases. Um, and so that would be my biggest thing that I look forward to. Right. Yeah. I think for me, I just want to feel great all the time. And so that's yeah. one of my biggest goals is to feel great all the time. And I really do feel like I'm doing things for my body that will help prevent future disease. At this point, we don't have, you know, excellent long-term studies for disease prevention. But if you look at the pathophysiology and biochemistry behind this, I think it is going to be significantly helpful for my health. But the other big thing is, as we have changed to eat more this way, my kids are catching on, on how right. to eat more healthy. And we really try to be careful about using the term diet around them, but they have, you know, heard that we're not eating carbs, and we're eating keto, and we're trying to eat vegetables, and, and they're really picking up on it. And for example, my 10-year-old would never in a million years have eaten an egg. He's very picky yeah. eater. And then a few weeks ago, he decided he'd start eating hard-boiled eggs. And now he asks for them for a snack. And and those little changes add up to so much. So, yeah, one of my long-term goals is just to teach my kids a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, we know that kids that come from households that eat healthier are usually healthier adults um, because they learn that from a younger age. So I think it's great to, you know, teach children that you know, there's a way to eat healthy. It's not always, you know, going to fast food or treats all the time or something like that. So I think that's great. Totally. And one of the great things about the keto lifestyle or diet is what we can eat and not just what we can't eat. Because people like to talk about those can'ts, but I love to just go into the what we can eat. So what are your favorite things to eat? Uh, you know, I eat a lot of eggs. I really enjoy eggs and lots of different forms. I love avocados. I know that's sort of your typical keto answer, eggs, avocados, bacon, but that's probably because they're all really good. You know, I uh, I like to cook. And so I try a lot of keto recipes that we will be talking about in the podcast and be sharing some of those recipes. Um, I would say that my favorite keto meal, probably a tie between something called fathead pizza and the keto chicken pot pie. I think both are just top-notch delicious. So uh, I look forward to sharing some of those with you listeners later on. Uh, what about you, Erica? What are some of your favorite things that you could eat? You know, my, my favorite things are simple. We eat pretty simple. I usually have, I, I'm not eating breakfast these days unless we want to do something fun and then we'll do some keto pancakes or the other day I copied you and made a bagel sandwich. Right. But <laughs> that's more like on the weekends. Normally we don't do breakfast. And for lunch, it's just a salad with a good avocado oil dressing. And for dinner, it's usually some sort of vegetable and meat. So tonight we had roasted veggies and cod cakes, actually. And it was really simple food, but really full of flavor. We use a lot of oils and spices to make it delicious. Nice. Yeah, I think that the biggest holdup I see from people I talk to about the keto diet is how do you eat all that fat? Isn't it bad for you? You know, we've been told our whole life, totally. eat a low fat diet. And I have to admit, when I first started the keto diet, I had a really hard time putting extra butter on stuff and, oh, adding, you know, more sour cream to something or 
more oil or something like that because our whole life we're you know we're told low fat diet eat low fat foods all that kind of stuff you know get fat free if you can and so all of a sudden you have to change your whole mindset to hey it's okay to eat fat because guess what fat doesn't make you fat and it's probably pretty healthy for you and that's probably the biggest hold up i see with with people trying to start the keto diet totally everybody's worried that all that fat is going to make your cholesterol high <laughs> Yep, and even exactly. before, yeah, even before I started reading all this literature on specifically the ketogenic diet, I saw this trend in my patients that it was more when they cut their carbohydrates that their cholesterol would improve significantly versus cutting their fat. And exactly. I had, years ago, I started changing what I would tell patients. I told them, you know, it's really about the carbohydrates, not about the saturated fat and cholesterol that you eat. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree with you more. And to try to make people change their thought process is really hard. And, uh, uh, you know, I have some people like, oh, but there's a lot of butter on that. I'm like, eat more butter, put more of it on. You know, they just look <laughs> at me like, are you crazy? And actually, totally. no, I'm not crazy, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's very interesting, the questions that you get for sure. Uh, right. You know. Every like day the, something. Like, aren't you hungry all the time? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> if I eat my fat and everything, no, you know, I usually do very good. So uh, a lot of it are, don't you miss having a sandwich? Don't you miss, you know, pasta, spaghetti, whatever? So far, no, is what I will say. And, you know, I've been on this pretty much for nine months and I haven't, you know, craved it so bad where that's all I can think about, or, you know, something like that. When before, when I was eating a regular diet, I'm going to be the first to tell people I love donuts. Donuts are my favorite, absolute favorite dessert. And I would create, every time I'd walk by the store and see a donut, I would want one right then. I walk by donuts now and yeah, yeah, they're okay, but eh, I don't really need one, you know, and which is crazy to me because before I started the keto diet, people were like, oh, you won't crave sweets like that. I'm like, you are crazy. I have a sweet tooth. I love sweets. I will crave them all the time. And it's, it's shock. That shocks me because I know me and I know me when I see sweets that I really want. And that's been a huge benefit for me too. Totally. That decreased craving for carbohydrates is amazing. And with every other kind of dieting I've done, like paleo or Weight Watchers or whatever, I've never lost that craving before, but it's yeah. gone. And again, I'm the exact same way. Like I never would have believed anybody telling me that. One thing yeah. I've also found though is when I do I do like eat some carbohydrate, I notice how different I feel and it goes back to the you don't you don't know you feel bad until you feel good. I I feel bad and I'm like that was so not worth it at all. Yeah. Yeah, you so. don't you don't realize when you're eating it, oh, you know, what it actually does to your body until afterwards. And you think we learned the lesson, but unfortunately, uh, we keep eating these things on an ongoing basis for people that aren't on the ketogenic diet and they don't realize. So that's what's nice about the keto diet. So Great, Kelly. It's been great to catch up with you about this week. Definitely. Next, we're going to have our first interview. We are so excited to have done our first interview. We spent some time chatting with Emily McDonald earlier this week, and she is amazing. She's had a great experience with the ketogenic lifestyle, and we'll get into that interview next. We would like to welcome Emily McDonald to the podcast today. Emily, we've been on keto diet for about two years. So Emily, thank you for agreeing to be on our podcast today. Absolutely. Um, how did you first find out about the keto diet? So when I started about two years ago, I had done low carb before. I had a couple of stints with Adkins and the like throughout my life and it always had good success. So I really started it two years ago just because I had gotten 
really heavy, probably the heaviest I had ever been. And in doing a little bit of research and just going online to find low-carb recipes, I saw people talking about keto a lot. So I decided to sort of dig in and see what it was all about. And I found a ton of amazing resources online on Pinterest, on YouTube, and on Instagram. And I really just learned from other people, people that had had great success with this way of eating. Uh, Never before had I really concentrated on fat and healthy fats. And I think that that was what really made it stick for me. I had great success right away, dropping a whole bunch of weight. But so my, my initial, um, my initial enthusiasm about the diet was how much weight I had losing. But in about 30 days, I had so many other benefits that it has really turned into a lifestyle for me. Right. It's so true. It seems like so many people start doing this for the weight loss and then realize they feel amazing. So they keep, keep on. Exactly. That's exactly what happened to me. I had, I think my energy, um, I noticed right away was sort of through the roof and moods and sleep and my skin clearing. I'd always had, um, bumps on my arms. I think it's called PK or KP. I can't remember. And that cleared up for me. Um, sort of chronically dry skin had cleared up for me. I was falling asleep right away and then bouncing out of bed. And the opposite had always been true for me. I always had a hard time falling asleep and a really hard time rousing in the morning. So all of those things sort of in total, I started really keeping track of all of these other benefits and just decided that this was it for me. So once you started, did you ever fall off the wagon for a significant period of time or stop doing it? Or have you just been strict keto for the past couple of years? No, totally. I fell off big time. Um, So I started in March of 2016 and then was on it for a solid year. And last summer, so the summer of 2017, um, I decided to go off of it. And I've said it before, I sort of did it to make life easier for everybody else and gained about 30 pounds back and was miserable and tired and sort of achy for the first time in my life. And I would say about November of last year, so November of 2017, I went back on and have just in the last month or so taken off that 30 pounds plus another 10. So I'm down 90 in two years, but that is, yeah, but that is, that's nice. Wow. So one question I have, Emily, is um, what was your approach when you first started keto? Like, did you slowly start cutting back carbs or did you just dive right in? So I just going on the information I had before from doing sort of a low carb approach was cutting my carbs to about 25. So I did that right away by eliminating all breads at anything containing gluten at all, anything containing corn syrup at all. Um, bread, sugars, starches, everything. So I went from eating sort of a standard American diet to eating meats and green veggies, eggs, cheese, full fat cheeses, and occasionally um, an Atkins bar, a Quest bar, something like that. I steered clear of all the fruit and I steered clear of any fruit at all in the beginning and have slowly started adding berries um, as I, as I, you know, keep as I progress, but 
I, I went down to 25 almost immediately or absolutely immediately. And then as I read more and more about the keto approach, um, to low carb, I started adding in more healthy fats. So I started adding butter to my coffee and I started adding sort of an extra tablespoon of olive oil to my salads and butter on my steak and eating fattier cuts of meat than I had before. I never, go ahead. I was just going to ask if you dealt with like the keto flu or the low carb flu at all. I definitely did, but I can't complain at all, especially hearing other people's experiences. I think I would describe it as feeling a little funky or off for a couple of days and maybe a little bit headachey, but I, it lasted maybe three days and then immediately the benefits start kicking in with energy and mood and, and that kind of a thing. So I've heard some real horror stories of people being really almost sick for two weeks. I never had that experience. I, I think I'm pretty lucky in that way. Yeah, I didn't want to crawl yeah, out definitely. of bed for like three weeks. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, I, I I count myself as very very lucky, and I also think um, I'm just gonna. The, the questions that I get a lot on my Instagram account are, "Did you have keto treats right away?" And I always say, "No, absolutely not." I really really stuck to the basics at first because you're already maybe going to be feeling a little crappy, and you're already going to be taking your diet in a completely different direction than you've been eating. So there are so many benefits to that, like breaking that sweet taste addiction and breaking all of those habits that you don't sort of want to cheat yourself, even though I don't think that there's anything wrong with, you know, I do a lot of baking on my Instagram account. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't, it has never stalled my progress, but I think that you are sort of cheating yourself out of the experience of benefiting from all of the changes if you don't sort of clamp down those first few weeks. Do you do any fasting or, you know, like cyclical keto or carb or anything like that? So I don't. Um, I come from a place of overeating and binge eating and a horrible, horrible relationship with food. When people ask me questions about fasting or egg fasts or fat fasts or anything like that, carving up, carb cycling, I always ask them what their goals are. If their goals are to break a stall, I would say absolutely do it. Read everything you can about it. Figure out what works for you. For me, from the place that I came from, from thinking about food all the time and planning my life around food and overeating and eating when I was celebrating something and eating when I was getting over something, I wanted food to become a very small part of my life. I wanted to be able to go through life and eat when I was hungry and not think about food all the time. And this has really allowed me to do that. I get up in the morning, I make my breakfast, which is usually the same thing, a couple eggs, some sort of uh, like a natural sausage or bacon, and then coffee with either a splash of heavy whipping cream or a bulletproof coffee with a tablespoon of um, unsalted Kerrygold. I had that this morning. And then I'm not hungry for hours. So with your background, uh, you know, you told me that, you know, you own this dessert catering company. Right. How... uh... How hard is that, <laughs> you know, it's, being keto and having a dessert company? <laughs> right. It's actually really funny. I started this a long time ago and perfected a few recipes that are basically all of I do. All I do. I have a sugar cookie. I'm sort of a cookier, I guess you would call me, is like an actual job now. <laughs> and I did. I got my recipe exactly where I wanted it, have excellent feedback, and a couple of corporate accounts and a couple of private accounts that really keep me in business where I just don't taste anything. 
I know everything by heart and it's very much, it's a very fun, very creative process. It's my job and it's very easy, knock on wood, to just not even be tempted. Plus I ate so many when I was perfecting my recipe that I am just over it. <laughs> I'll be really happy. <laughs> that makes sense. Another sugar. Yeah, yeah. So have you made a copycat recipe of your cookies that's keto? I have. I've made a couple of cookies that I'm pretty happy with. Um, sort of an almond um, cookie, used almond flour. So I used an almond extract as well. And they're basically just a variation on a shortbread using um, the flours that I have. Almond flour, coconut flour. I've been experimenting a little bit with oat fiber, but I haven't had any success. I haven't had enough success with that to sort of post anything yet. But the tricky thing is getting that nice royal icing where it would be really lovely on a tray for a party. I have not conquered that yet. Oh, hey, Emily. So you said when you got started on on the keto diet, you were looking at um, podcasts, books, on the internet. What were your favorite resources, your go-tos? Sure. So there were a couple of personal accounts I really resonated with. Um, Daily Ketosis on Instagram, um, Keto Karma, Gem Keto, um, it fits Solio. I can spell all this out for you later. On YouTube, Ketogenic Girl has amazing videos, Keto Connect. I can't remember a lot of the other ones, but there were plenty of resources, people posting what they ate in a day all of the time. And I try to do the same. This is what my breakfast looks like. This is what my lunch looks like. I mean, fathead dough has become a real staple. And that is something I found from the documentary. And then if you just search the hashtag, you will find so many accounts doing such amazing thing with all of these alternatives. Right. Kelly's a fan of the fathead yeah, dough for sure. Yes. It's my favorite. Oh, it's great. It's just amazing. So if you could give one piece of advice to others who are either thinking about starting the keto diet or new to the keto diet, what would it be? Sure. One piece of advice, I would say commit 100% to one month. Um, I've heard it takes three weeks, four weeks for people to really come out of it and start feeling the benefits. I realized that at, you know, this way of eating isn't for everyone. And there are a lot of people out there who are happy and healthy and vegetarian, and I wish them well. But if you're looking to make any sort of a change, really be strict with yourself for that first 30 days. There's that great saying, I'm going to butcher it, something about with control comes freedom. And I think about that all of the time, because just eliminating sugar, starches, grains from my diet, I have finally really gained control over my eating. So with that little bit of, you know, clamping down, it has opened up this whole great sort of world for me. Um, so that would be my first, that would be my honest to God, don't worry about all the fancy stuff. Don't set weird goals for yourself. Like I'm going to lose 20 pounds in a month because especially as women, our weight fluctuates all the time and 100% don't set any goals for yourself that you don't have control over because you're really just setting yourself up to be disappointed when you haven't done anything to disappoint yourself. So kind of those, a combination of those two things, but for sure, give it 30 days, get your net carbs under 20, keep it simple, eggs, meats, fish, low carb, green veggies, healthy oils, you know, grass-fed butter, olive oil, coconut oil, those things you can find everywhere now. And it's not that expensive. And you don't have to buy the $10 bar of chocolate. 
just keep it really simple for 30 days, see what happens, and then go from there. I like it. Keep it simple is, I think, key for keto. People try to make it so much more complicated. They do. And and I think some things that have bothered me about being out there on Instagram and everything is how much people also try to sell each other things. And when I started, I learned from other people. And that's really why I started my account, too, is I think that we can all just share our success and our tips and what we've learned and sort of achieve our goals together without buying into gimmicks and plans and all of that nonsense. I think if you wanted to buy a meal plan from someone who has really put time and energy into getting organized with shopping lists, that is great. That is up to you. You know, cookbooks, that is great. But in terms of all of the products, I think all of that, you you just don't need it to be successful. They're fun. They're convenient. They're great. But for that 30, first 30 days, for sure, <clears throat> just keep it simple. Groceries. That's all you need, groceries. Right. That's what's so amazing about eating this way or this lifestyle is it's easy, really. (laughs) It is. It is hard at first because you're breaking so many habits and then it becomes easy. Well, Emily, thank you so much. Where can we find you on social media? So I am keto.copy on Instagram and that is the only thing I have going right now. I would love to write a blog where I could do a little bit more long form detailed recipes and how to's and pictures and everything. I just haven't done it yet. So my only social media right now is keto copy on Instagram. And definitely check it out because I know Eric and I were looking at your Instagram yesterday and we pretty much wanted to eat everything we saw on it. So (laughs) uh, that chocolate bread. Oh my gosh. So good. And it's flourless. So good. It tastes like cake. And maybe if you have had regular cake every day for your whole life, it won't taste like cake. But if you haven't had cake in a year and a half, it will taste like cake. Well, Emily, thank you so much for taking the time and talking to us and telling us about your story. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for contacting me. It was fun. Okay. All right. We'll talk talk to you later. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. This week's Keto Takeaway. This week, we are both going to work on fasting. Aren't you excited, Kelly? Yeah, I guess so. I think, <laughs> I think I'll, I'll be able to survive. Actually, during my extended fast of 21 hours today, I thought a lot about fasting and decided that I do want to try some intermittent fasting, which I have not done. I think that would be very doable for me. And so until our next podcast, which will be in two weeks, uh, I'm going to try that at least um, some of the time and see how I do. So that's my goal. Great. I'm going to try at least one 48-hour fast. I've been doing intermittent fasting for a long time, so I'm going to continue doing that and hopefully get through a 48-hour fast. So if anybody wants to join us doing this, comment on our Instagram page or send us an email. Let us know. We'd love to have other people join us in this. Definitely. Or let us know your experience uh, if you do it, and uh, we'd love to talk about it on our uh, next podcast. Keto Corner. Next week in Keto Corner, we are going to be excited to share a listener email. So email us at familydocketotalk at gmail.com with any questions or compliments. We take those, any concerns you have about our podcast, and we will plan to share an email every week. All right, guys. The one exciting thing we're going to do since this is our first episode of our podcast is we're going to do a giveaway. Woo! That's right. We finally did it. (laughs) Um... 
So with this giveaway, uh, you're going to need to know a code word. And that code word is going to be bacon. Bacon. bacon delicious, bacon. delicious food bacon. Okay. So bacon is the code word. We are going to be putting instructions on our Instagram page of what you have to do in order to enter the giveaway. You're going to get lots of fun little keto treats and foods with this giveaway. And you'll see pictures on our Instagram. Uh, and so don't forget to go to our Instagram page and follow the instructions and remember the code word bacon. Okay. So don't forget to subscribe, rate and review our podcast. Remember it's going to be every two weeks. Also, like Erica said earlier in Keto Corner, send us an email. If you have any suggestions, questions, topics you would like us to cover, we're more than happy to interact with our listeners. Uh, and don't forget to like us on Instagram. Uh, and check out our webpage at www.familydocketotalk.com. Well, that's it for this week on Family Doc Keto Talk. Bye, guys. Bye. Medical disclaimer, this podcast is not designed to provide medical advice. Dr. Noonan and Dr. Hurlbert are not a substitute for medical advice. We will be sharing opinions and personal stories about ourselves and others. We will also be discussing research and evidence about the keto diet. Our guests will also be sharing their opinions while on the podcast. None of these things should take the place of consulting with your own licensed healthcare provider. All content of this podcast is for general informational purposes only. Nothing discussed on this podcast is meant to create a physician-patient relationship. Never delay getting medical help or disregard medical advice because of something you have heard on the podcast. Never rely on this podcast for your medical advice in place of seeking medical care. Dr. Noonan and Dr. Hurlbert are not responsible or liable for any treatment, diagnosis, advice, or any other information, products, or services that you may obtain through this podcast.